You're now tuned into the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on thesonicbreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by thesonicbreakdown.com. Head over there now and check out one of our reviews, as well as come back on every Tuesday and Thursday for a Could You Be More Specific episode with host Jonathan Steele. He talks about a variety of topics from society, culture, and more. So again, Tuesdays and Thursdays, check out Could You Be More Specific with host Jonathan Steele. Let's get right into today's episode. And today's episode is going to be another Let's Talk About It segment. And this segment, we're going to do actually a series called Trap Art Media Night. I was fortunate enough to go to a go to and participate in an event in Oakland where several artists in a variety of mediums showcase their artwork. In this episode, we're going to specifically talking to two amazing artists. Make sure to keep following us for the other artist interviews. And the last episode will be featured with the co-founder of Trap Art, Amina Brooks. So Omni, uh, what, what brought you to Trap Art in the first place? Um, well, when I first started doing painting, I didn't really know where to go. I started posting my stuff on Instagram, and then I just started looking up hashtags, art shows. Next thing you know, I found Trap Art. And then I did my first show with them, and it was real cool because, you know, it's free for the artists, which is always a good thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And what, what made you get into to painting in the first place? Um, well, painting is a little difficult to explain. I mean, I've been doing art my whole life, airbrushing, pencil, charcoal. Acrylic is new to me, but I like it. Just the feeling of the brush on the canvas is soothing. It's kind of like there. Okay, so you're expanding on your, on your craft and on your artwork. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, did you, so did you start off with airbrushing? Uh, yeah, I started off airbrushing when I was a kid, just doing plastic models, things like that. Moved up to shirts. Then started hand painting shirts. And what do, you, do you have a specific theme that you're kind of in right now that for your, your uh, acrylics? Or is it uh, just kind of like whatever, whatever hits you at the moment, whatever you're inspired by at that time? Or is it? Well, I guess you could say I'm between phases right now. I used to do a lot of what was trending and a lot of more contour paintings, but now I'm starting to do more abstract and a little bit more realism with my paintings. And I'm still trying to get away from the trends and do more of what I feel. Well, what inspired that transition? Um, I think it's just me growing consciously, you know what I mean? I'd rather do it for me than do it for others. And um, for those of you out there that don't know, he's located in Hayward. Is there a particular way that they can get in contact with you uh, for... Um, they can hit the IG or the website. Uh, website's omnicreates.com. Adam, what is, do you have a particular piece that's your favorite at the moment? Uh, okay, I know that's like picking a, a kid, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, at the moment, I have a favorite. It's out there right now. Um, so I kind of did my own rendition of, you know, Aphrodite, okay. but I painted okay. it brown. So I'm thinking about doing like a whole series of Greek gods and just making them. Okay, bright. that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome, man. We would love to uh, check back with you and see how that, that how that uh, project goes, and uh, uh, maybe do another podcast, another interview uh, about how that went and and the reception with that. Right on. Great, that great. Well, thank you again for doing the interview, right. and uh, take it easy, man. All right, thank you. So we're here with Sarah Bass at the Trap Art event, and uh, I want to ask you, what brings you to Trap Art? I've done a couple of events before, um, but the first time I interacted with it, I believe it was at an art festival around Oakland, and they were they had, were vending, had a table with their magazines and whatnot. 
Um, and I was impressed with the quality of the publication as well as the idea behind it. Um, I party with a purpose is something I stand behind. So, um, and interacting with people, I think that's a really important part of art. So the idea of having a space that is full of artists and that is what drives people to attend, but at the same time you're there to kick back and have fun. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and Amina and Jesse have been really friendly and welcoming. That's another reason to be here. <laughs> um, and tonight, it's really it's nice to be given the opportunity to have exposure that I did not request. Exactly. I want to get into a little bit back into when did you determine or when did you find out that you were an artist or a creator? Been as long as I can remember. Um, I've been making art in camp for it. Went to a performing arts high school. Um, I, I didn't take it seriously or necessarily call myself one mm -hmm. until a couple of years ago, but at the same time, it's been, there, there it's are creations there, yeah. from before I have memory gotcha. and I've been in the kitchen since yeah. before I can remember. What, what gave you the courage or what was the, that point that you felt free enough to say that you are an artist and that, and that kind of own that moment? There were a number of factors, but I moved to the Bay just over three years ago, mm -hmm. and just about two, I started to get a little more clarity on some health issues that were going on, and that led me to need to quit my job, okay. and I still need to support myself. I want to live here. I don't see anything other than the hustle as an option, so I can't work a traditional job but that means that I need to, I have more time mm -hmm. on my own and I need to channel some of what's going on in me and to express that and also to, yeah, to own, to own what I actually am is I don't have time, I don't have energy for other people's things anymore the same way I used to just give. Yeah. And so now I, I wanna collaborate, I don't wanna just give. I'll work for you if I need to, but that's not the goal and I'd rather work with you and I'd rather work for myself. That's awesome. That's awesome. And did, because you said you've been cooking for a long time as well as a chef, what do you have more passion in? Do you, do you, is there one that you have that you love more it's than the other? It's not about more. They go together, gotcha, always gotcha, hand gotcha, in hand. Gotcha. You can't do one thing all the time. I yeah. work in a million different media, even in fine art. Mm -hmm. um, I also model and do photography, and so I see all of that as working together, and food is art, yeah, and you is. eat with your eyes, and you, I mean, nourishment comes through art and culture as well, especially for me. Like, I could not live without other people's art as well as my own. So I, I can't really separate any of it. No, that's and that's awesome. Uh, I did want to ask you about what about in particular when I was looking at your your IG page and your your pieces, I see a, a strong connection to watercolors. I've just explored that a lot more since I've lived here because I work out of my apartment and the space is super limited. My budget is stupid limited. <laughs> so working with materials I already own and or are super cheap, um, part of what's going on with my health has led to arthritis and so I can't control or use my hands the way I would like to and so I need to let go of some of the my need for control the way that I have always operated and so perfectionism is not really an option so live with what it is be okay with imperfection and watercolor is a really imperfect medium and so that's 
that has been big for me. But also, some of my work that's out there that looks like watercolor is actually made with flowers. Oh, wow. Yeah, fresh and dried flowers. So the last couple of shows that I did with Trap Art, I was showing almost exclusively that stuff. And people would ask, what you know, I was saying it's made with flowers. And I'm like, oh, which ones? It's like, everything. <laughs> and... How did you how did you stumble upon uh, that that medium and, and going about that that creation? A few different ways, um, but the show a few months back um, themed depression. I hadn't been intending to sign up for anything, and then they posted something about it. I was like, well, I'm severely severely depressed. So that is a great great call to go be in a room, a space full of other artists who are in a similar mindset, an impetus to finish a bunch of work, an impetus to create a bunch of work. I'd had ideas kicking around for years on the theme or around health, mental health, all of that. So yeah, just to, to get that done um, and to be, to have dialogue about it. Is, that's like, it's so cool that they hosted it and it's so cool that it got the kind of response it did. Um, and I take a lot of walks to get myself out of the house, to move, to get fresh air, all yeah. of that. And I love flowers, and so I pick flowers on my walks. And I also do, I design and make clothing as well, and have been looking into, I was trying to figure about dying naturally. Ah. And I was like, flowers, of course. So transferring, you can do fabric and paper at the same time, yeah. then you can just do paper, and then I just started playing with which way I could. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how how crazy things like that can take you on that journey that it did um, to go from you know walking to finding the flowers, picking the flowers, to creating these these pieces that have such an emotional connection um, that started with something that helps with emotions as well, walking, getting exercise, physical activity, all as together. So that's that's right. amazing that the plants need the sun to grow. I need the sun to grow. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. And it seems like that um, that uh, your art is is therapy in a sense, and and that's how it is for a lot of people. Um, did you always know that in, intrinsically, or do you feel like that's something that you kind of grown into and, and now adapting to? I would say yes and no. It depends on the media. Uh -huh. um, I do ceramics as well, okay. and also since I was a child, and I remember in high school that was something that they did not offer, and I would go once a week to a studio, and I called that my therapy. It was like I would to be in a you know a room full of like-minded teenagers bitching with each other uh, was one thing. So to be in a, a room full of you know my, my peers and we would get to we didn't go to school together so it was just a different kind of relationship so that was one level of therapy but then literally throwing this mud against a wheel um, getting to be as violent as and messy as you wanted with it but then also create something out of it was so huge to me um, and food and ceramics and all of that is intertwined as well um, but with fine art. Um, I think I've always sort of known it, but definitely creating things that are in that vein is newer. Creating as therapy has always been there, but making things with the intention of working through or healing for myself and for others. So, so creating objects or art that other people can hold or be with, it doesn't have to mean the same thing to them. It won't ever mean the same yeah, thing to them. Can't. But that they, Reson it resonates with them in such a way that they are comforted by it. Yeah. Um, even, I mean, I don't have this piece up, but 
some of the ones I did, um, they were with the flower pieces that had a thought bubble coming from both the mouth, or a, a bubble mm-hmm. coming from both the mouth and the head simultaneously, and they all had different phrases. And one of them is life is pain, and all of the you know other like yeah. they're they're kitschy whatever, but a little bit quippy. But at the same time, I think for pretty much everyone who feels any level of anguish or sadness, which all of us do, yeah, can relate to. Right. That's that's. But it's, all, but it's a joke at the same yeah, time. Gives that whimsy. When you were talking about how the watercolors, it was kind of out of necessity because you wanted to continue doing the art, but as a result of the health conditions. Do you, and then you said that it kind of translated to, as a result of you doing that, it, it was related to how you were feeling as well, of being more loose and letting go of the restraints of trying to be the perfectionist and, and being in those defined lines. Is that something that you noticed during the process or is that something that you more noticed after? Again, sort it, like of in both, retrospect. Okay. But, but definitely it was intentional. So okay. You know, the, the spatial thing is big, just that, like, I have to clean things up. I don't have, I can't just spread out everywhere, yeah. and it dries quickly, and that's all great. But, yeah, sort of coloring outside the lines, letting things bleed, having that be a part of it, as well as just accepting, yes, this is, I, I need to stop there, too. Is that with perfectionism or OCD or whatever that you get caught up in it never being finished, and it's never going to, to be, be finished. finished. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it's a re- having it's okay. an, imp- an inherently imperfect medium makes that easier for me. That's awesome. To let go. First of all, I want to say thank you for you know letting us br- bring us in, into that world and, and and giving us that that window into that, and thank you for the taking the time to do the interview and and I guess you know break down your art even more. Um, can you tell people where they can reach you to get more information about your art and to, to get inf- more, more information about you as an artist? Uh, uh, they can c- commit, get a piece commissioned by you as well. Um, what ways that, can they reach you for that? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. Uh, I no really problem. appreciate the, the opportunity. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Um, my Instagram is at bass.sarah. My website is sarah-bass.com. That is also linked through my Instagram. Um, and you can contact me through either of those and happy to chat with you then. And again, thank you for doing the interview. It was a pleasure and everybody out there, definitely go check out her art and uh, give her, uh, you know, contact her and, and get some pieces. <laughs> so again, thank you and uh, thank you to Trap Art. Thanks very much. So we're here with Jamar Ernest and he's with Drip Clothing Line. And I want to ask you just to begin with, what brings you to Trap Art? What brings me to trap art is the creativity that trap art brings and the opportunity to display yourself on a whole nother level, not only to your people, but um, on the aspect to the creatives and um, really giving beautiful exposure. That's what brings me to trap art every single time. Got you. And is this your first trap art event or have you been to many? It sounds like Oh, you- yeah, yeah. I, I've been in trap art for over a year now. Um, they've been nothing but good to me and helping me actually grow and develop my brand in a, a tremendous way. Got you, got you. And let's let's kind of go back a little bit. And what started, what what made you start Drips? Um, what started me just doing clothes in general, honestly, is I didn't feel like buying nobody else's clothes no more. Got you. Like, that's just to be real. But um, Drips means dreams revealed in purpose and struggle. And the tagline is dreams, dream different, excuse me. And um, so basically... What my aspect to drips is, is the fact that nobody dreams the same dreams every night, right? Yeah. So why should you wear the same clothes? 
you know. So I put out runs of everything, but I put out runs of a certain amount. Gotcha. And once that run is gone, it challenges me to design better and design more for people and whatnot. So it just keeps me on my toes. It's something that I love to do, but it's something that is, is, is inspiring to people. It's, it's getting people to understand things on a whole nother creative aspect. And I'm, I've been enjoying it, loving it, but it's more of one of them things of like, it's in my heart more than it's one of them dollar aspects. So it's about the passion. It's about the passion, all about the passion and the purpose. Got you. And um, just the tagline alone, dreams revealing purpose and struggle, I think is powerful, especially with the times that we're in today, yeah. with the climate that we're in, and, and still understanding and being motivated in. And as you said, I, I think that's also admirable, the fact that you were talking about how you do it in runs so that from an artist's perspective, it stops you from being complacent. You can't, you can't right. less exactly like, uh, like uh, as from a musician, you have to, you can't rely on that last album, this mm -hmm. new album. It, if it's trash, it's trash. Right. <laughs> like so, uh, I like that idea. But what, what made you come up with? Or, or I would imagine that's hard to come up with new ideas and innovations every run. What is what? Is, what motivates you and inspires you for each, to, for the next run? Yeah, um, it is it, is definitely challenging. And I definitely do appreciate the challenge, but what really sparks it is life itself, mm. you know? So when you go back to the tagline, dreams revealed in purpose and struggle, you know, that doesn't happen overnight if you live that. If yeah. you actually live that, like like how you're living it with doing this right now, mm. you know, this didn't happen overnight. This dream that you're going through right now isn't anybody else's dream. So right now you're reinventing yourself every day, whether you know it or not. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's like that for myself. Whether I know it or not, I'm reinventing, I'm redesigning, I'm creating, I'm developing. So it's not one of them things of like, I'm trying to do, because if I try to do it so hard, it's more of me doing it for the money. Yeah. If I let it be my lifestyle, it's more of me doing it for the passion and the purpose and through that struggle. It's a struggle coming up with new designs. But if I had that purpose, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. going to come out. You know what I'm saying? It's going to come to fruition the way it needs to. So that's where it stems from. And when did you realize that you were a creator or an, an artist? Because that's, that's what it is. It's, it's an art. Yeah, I, I, think I, I, cre I think I realized I was a creator when I was in, like, middle school or so. I did, I, I, I danced ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop in my middle school. And then I did, uh, um, I was acting as well. I was trained in Shakespeare, um, modern acting, all that different stuff. And so my creative mind was already flowing in a sense, whether I knew it or not. And when I went into high school, I realized that creative aspects start to die down mm. because I wasn't able to do the certain, certain things I used to do. Like to, to go into depth, I went to a, a predominantly white high school. There wasn't. I graduated with less less than twenty people that were black in my class. Oh wow! So yeah. when acting gigs come up, and, and I can't say gigs, but like a performance for acting comes up, like a play, like Rent or something like that, or whatever the case may be, I can't play them parts. Yeah. So my my creative aspect started to got die down, and I made it, it made me realize that's the struggle aspect. Then I went to college, I went to historically black college, and my creative juices started flowing again. I, I majored in communications, and I minored in black studies, and so most of everything I do is I communicate with my community, and it allows me to think in an aspect of how I'm gonna display my work. And so that's how I kind of come up with everything. That's where my concepts come from. That's where my mindset comes from. So it's, it's 
it's a beautiful struggle gotcha. in a sense because it came over a it came over a period of time you gotta you gotta go through the time zone to get to the the next piece you know what i'm saying yeah because it's more than just clothes for me right now you know what i'm saying like even after this podcast even after what we talk about i'd rather have a conversation with you off air about how can i help you do better and how can you help me do better? You know what I'm saying? This is people. Right? Because that's what drip stands for. I can't, I can't, I can't live my line if I don't don't do the extra things that come with it outside of just designing the clothes. Yeah. So that's that's where my avenues come from. And when I do those things, that's where the designs really hub from. That's where it's like I can really come with my creative aspect. That's you know that's what I'm that's saying? the inspiration is right. That's where it comes from. So it if you have that life and you you in there, it kind of adds to that and, and just keeps it going. So that's that's amazing. And when when because you were talking about uh, that that aspect of when you were in high school, uh, of feeling that kind of. But uh, what I was saying is when you were talking about when you were in high school and that creative energy was kind of dropped, that kind of hit me as in. And I wanted to ask you in regard to that, do you feel like um, because you couldn't get those part that. You were just like forget it, and then that creative energy was kind of re-sparked in college, or was it? It just dimmed down, and then it was more reignited in college. Did it like completely die through their experience no, of I, of you know, if you, rejection and not 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 being able to express yourself creatively as you like? For some people, that just kind of like kills right, it. Right, and, right, and they don't have any creative energy at all, um, and then others can get it back. Right, right. What was that like for you? Um, well, to be honest, I'm a complicated person. We all are. Yeah, we all are, are. right? Some people just want to admit it. Yeah, right? So, um, when my creative aspect died down in college, it was more so of distractions rather than I didn't realize it. So, so basically, it was still growing. I just wasn't acting upon it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like coming up with a concept of a drawing you want to do, of a of a of a mural you want to paint, right? But you just never paint it. Yeah, you never you never actually take out the paintbrush, get yeah. that paint, dip it, it in, and put it on yeah. the, and on then, the canvas. You're and just, over time, it's just in your head. right? And over time, because you haven't painted it, you come up with a new a new thing to put on it, and a better thing to put on it. That's what was happening to me. But at the whole time, you're just not realizing it, right? And so that's where the struggle comes in at. And, and struggles come through through aspects that it, sometimes it don't even feel like a struggle, but you literally going through it, it's just life is going to tell you that. And so when I got to college, it was more the avenue of like, I'm seeing people that actually look like me now that's doing things that they want to do. I'm not living by anybody else's standpoint or purpose or whatever the case may be. I can now live on, on my own because I see people doing that like me. You know what I'm saying? I was inspired by other people. I'm inspired by life in itself. You know, and and my biggest inspiration is black. Not even black people. Black. Because black is the color of is, is the color of mystery. You know what I'm saying? And and to be honest, if you want to put that in various avenues, that's what people think about us. They don't know what to think about us. And you that scares them. Yeah. And, and sometimes we don't even know what to think about us because we're so we don't know how to establish our greatness so much. We have so much greatness inside of us. We're trying to embody it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I'm at in my life. And that's where I was. I'm still in that transition. I'm still in, in my high school stages. Sometimes I get distracted from my creativity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I can be honest with myself about that. But with being honest with myself, that's another design. Yeah. 
Another design I have right now, based upon literally just that, is a storm cloud coming down with raindrops, right? And it's saying, fight through your storms. Oh, that's real. That's real. Because that's literally what I'm, that's like, through creating this shirt, I'm going through that. I'm, I'm trying to fight through this storm. I'm trying to figure out what I want to put on this. You know what I'm saying? So let's make that a shirt. Yeah, the art, the the, the, the process of the art is making the art. Exactly. That, that's, that's an amazing concept. And then, as you said, you'll never run out of things because everything right. is always changing. Right. Everything's always growing. You're always right. growing. And if you're growing with your art, so will the people. Exactly. Because the people can relate to it. Everybody goes through tribulation. Everybody goes through struggles. And everybody... If, if they work hard enough, they'll get through those struggles and those, those triumphs, or those tribulations, rather. Exactly, exactly. And, that, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to go through if you realize it. Yeah. A lot of people don't have understanding about struggle. They, 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 they hate struggle. I love it. If I'm not struggling, I don't think I'm doing something right. You're not learning. You know what I'm saying? If, I, if everything going good in life right now, I'm worried. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm discomfort a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because something's not right at this point if everything's going great. If I'm struggling, I know growth is coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If everything's going good, complacency is coming. Yeah, complacency. You're settling and you're settling. You might be great, but you're settling in that greatness. And you can't, and if you're settling and you, you're being complacent, you can't evolve and grow more right, from right. that because you're, you're, at, you're complacent. You're stuck exactly, at the same point. Exactly. One of my biggest inspirations in life, uh, one of my, my biggest people that I, I inspire by, I have no idols in life, but I, who inspires me is Steve Jobs, you know? Yeah. Steve Jobs is inspiring me, not because he just came up with Apple, because Apple, the board, fired him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He came, he kept with the concept of Apple, even though he wasn't part of he had the dream for it. He didn't let he didn't let them stifle his creation. Yeah, his even though they had energy. it in their hands, yeah. right? Yeah. So then the iPhone come out, revolutionized technology in itself. Touch screen phones revolutionized. But he didn't stop. He didn't stop until he passed away, unfortunately. And but what 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 even happened after he passed away is he created a trend in his mindset for these phones to come out, for Apple to succeed, for Apple to be the Right to the point where I worked for Apple, you know what I'm saying? As soon as I got out of college, I had a contract with Apple for Apple Maps. I was so inspired by them. But even in that inspiration, that inspiration in itself by working for Apple inspired me to create my own clothing line, so I quit the job. So it was an inspiration within itself, yeah. Steve Jobs' creation that I worked for created and inspired my own creation that I left his for. That's 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 the beauty. That's the beauty of art, and I. That's the beauty of art. It's it's more it's more tangible and more visual. Are able to track in music, right? Like uh, I brought it, I bring it up all the time. Is Kendrick introduced me to Rhapsody. Rhapsody introduced me to GQ. Mm -hmm. GQ introduced me to Netta Brielle. Netta Brielle, and and it, just, and it goes and it, keeps and it goes on, and it keeps on <laughs> keeps on going and going and going. That creative energy, right? It's transferred, right? Uh, because energy isn't created or destroyed, you know. So it's transferred, and I, I just think. It's, it's amazing that you embrace that as well and that it's helping further your creative energy. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that will suit you well moving in the future because, as you said, if, if you embrace that, that type of creation of, of art, you'll always have something to create right. and you'll never be boxed in and right. you'll never have a, a lack of inspiration. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I want to say again, thank you for taking the time and sitting down and doing this interview with me. And I want to let people know where they can get your, your clothing and your artwork. Oh, yeah, of course. 
Well, you can find my clothing at drips.site. That's D-R-I-P-S dot S-I-T-E. Um, that's the website and even the Instagram as well. And then also I have my own store called Innovative Behavior located in Bayfair Shopping Center at 15555 East 14th Street, San Leandro, California. So um, I appreciate you and everything that you're doing. Appreciate I hope it. that we can creatively still stick with each other and collaborate yeah. and grow with our creative energy and everything that you got going on is beautiful and amazing, man. I appreciate you. The same here, man. And just again, I wanted to repeat the tagline, dreams revealed in purpose and struggle. So yeah, yeah. drips. So definitely check out that clothing line. Like you said, check it out at uh, 15555 East 14th Street in San Leandro, as well as the website drips.sites uh, slash. Um, and definitely check them out on Instagram. We'll have all that information in the descriptions below. So if you don't remember what we just said, just click on the link. Yeah, yeah. Quick and easy. And it will take you directly there. I want to say again, thank you, man. And uh, definitely we'll keep in contact and uh, possibly set up another interview in the future. I appreciate you. Everybody stay dreaming different. Exactly. And we're out. I want to say thank you for everybody for listening to another Stay Woke podcast. You know our motto, live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more. We're out. Mm-hmm.